Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Mike Katrin, and not joining me tonight is my co-host, Tyler Watts. He is MIA this evening, and he is he's missing out on the very first night of real live NBA basketball. NBA Twitter is on fire. Uh, we had a... Um, Really sad start to the NBA season. Gordon Hayward, about five minutes into the Cavs-Boston game, went down with uh, what is just an atrocious uh, broken left ankle. And if you saw the play, you don't need me to describe it. If you haven't seen the play, I wouldn't even recommend going and seeing it. It was a Paul George-esque situation. And this is looking uh, pretty bad, obviously, and all of us here at Watch the Boxes, Hashtag Basketball, are hoping for a speedy and uh, quick recovery for Gordon Hayward. Hopefully, uh, due to advances in modern science, he can be back on the court, uh, maybe for the playoffs, but I hope he just ha- he can play uh, next season at full strength and uh, that this is not a you know, career altering injuries. So, um, thoughts and, uh, best, best wishes go out to Gordon Hayward out there and to the Gordon Hayward owners out there too, I guess. Uh, since this is fancy basketball, this is uh, breaking news and it does seem a little bit morbid to immediately try to figure out who is going to benefit from Gordon Hayward going out. Um, I, I kind of don't want to present it like that, but, um, this does mean more opportunity for uh, Marcus Smart probably to play some more minutes. So my guess is Marcus Smart is going to see a lot more playing time as he did in the second half of this game where he posted up everyone on the floor. Uh, And Jason Tatum, also another guy who is going to benefit, uh, or at least uh, benefits, not the right word, who is going to take some of the minutes uh, from the fact that Gordon Hayward is injured. Uh, Tatum took a while to get started and everybody took a while to get started after that uh, gruesome injury. So it's kind of hard to judge really the performance of everyone who played in this game just due to the fact that they were all shook probably for two to three quarters of this game. But this game did actually get interesting. And by the end, LeBron uh, taking over, possibly traveling and uh, ended up winning that game. Kyrie missing his final shot of the game to tie it up. A really great start to the NBA season, minus the horrific uh, Gordon Hayward injury. So fantasy basketball-wise, though, uh, there were some things to uh, flush out here. It's, and sadly, some of that comes from the Gordon Hayward. So right now, uh, Tatum and Smart. Uh, Smart's probably owned in most standard leagues. I would still consider Smart ownable in uh, in all standard leagues, really. Tatum, I'm not so sure about. Tatum finished the game. He played 37 minutes. He was 5 for 11 with one three-pointer. He had 10 rebounds and three assists with 14 points. No blocks, no steals. I'm not ready to um, bet the farm on Jason Tatum, but he now becomes a standard league relevant player, I believe. I don't think I am rushing out to pick him up. Jalen Brown, on the other hand, if he is not owned in your standard league, I would us picking him up immediately. He looked incredibly confident out there. He had uh, flashes of just kind of dropping the ball, like, you know, kind of being lost in the game, which is understandable due to the nature of this game. 
but at other times looked dominant, uh, was very aggressive with the ball, and I was very impressed with him as a second-year player. He finished the game with 25 points, 6 rebounds, and 3 steals. He was 2 for 9 from 3-point land, but he had that's, that's 2 threes and 11 for 23. So he took the bulk of the shots in this game, which is very surprising considering Kyrie Irving did play in this game. Kyrie Irving finishing with a 22 and 10 with three steals, doing Kyrie things, doing four three pointers. A disappointing line from Al Horford nine points, two for seven, no three pointers, five assists, seven rebounds, one block. Pretty um, depressing for, for Al Horford owners, but this is nothing to be concerned about. It is one game, and this is a, a disclaimer I have to give out every single season. Don't panic. It is the first day. It is the first game. It is the first week. Do not panic. Do not do anything drastic in the first two weeks. There are things to exploit in the first two weeks, but do not panic in those first two weeks. So some of the things that you're going to be looking for and some of the things that I look for when I am watching the boxes, which is the whole premise of this show, uh, but since there were only two games tonight, I actually watched the games, and now I'm uh, I'm looking at the boxes. But looking at the boxes is not really that great of a title of a podcast. So when I'm watching the boxes, what I what I like to do is say, "All right, who that I didn't think would impress me impressed me." Jalen Brown, he impressed me, uh, and which is uh, for these four teams. Uh, Cleveland, Boston, Houston, Golden State. I wasn't expecting anything crazy. What I was interested in was Jay Crowder's minutes, how he fit in that rotation. I was interested in uh, Jalen Brown and Tatum. And we'll get to the Houston game and and the Warriors game later. But I'm not panicking. If I own Al Horford, I see he was 9-7 and tonight. I'm not trying to trade him away. I'm not dropping him like an idiot. This is is just the way the NBA works. A lot of people who come over from fantasy football see one single game and they're like, oh, this guy sucked. I better drop him. No. Horford is going to play three or four, three games this week, I think, Uh, maybe two, and then, you know, three or four games next week. And that's when you're going to start getting a feel for whether Horford is getting off to a slow start or not. Guys who are in the top 50, like Al Horford, they can get off to a slow start. And that's a good time to exploit owners who are panicking. And that's exactly what you should be doing in these first two weeks. Exploiting owners who are panicking, not panicking yourself, and looking for waiver wire players that you could pick up right away. These first two weeks are incredibly important into finding the steals of, of your uh, league and possibly even winning the league. Uh, Steph Curry was someone I picked off of waiver wires his rookie year. In, in, in a few keeper leagues that I'm in, that has been probably the best move I've ever made in my entire life. Right now, Jalen Brown looks really good. There is no reason not to pick him up in a standard league. Take a chance on him. The worst that can happen is become someone you drop later next week or three weeks from now. The best case scenario is he becomes a top 60 player. I mean, that's a really good line, 25, six rebounds and three steals. Obviously, no assist there really uh, isn't great. And you you wonder about his shot. He was kind of jacketed from all over the place. But like I said, this this was a weird game. Gordon Hayward going out, uh, very depressing. And um, I'm not going to 
judge everyone in this game by that um, by their performance. But Jalen Brown, I would pick him up in standard leagues. Marcus Smart got 35 minutes off the bench. I think he's the uh, him and Tatum are the major beneficiaries. Uh, like I said, I should not be using the word beneficiaries. They are going to get a majority of Hayward's minutes. Deeper leagues, I was impressed by Aaron Baines. Aaron Baines looked good out there. Uh, looked like he was kind of an important part of this offense in only 19 minutes. He was two for two with six points, five rebounds and assists. And surprisingly, I, I have him down for one block, but I swear I saw him block like four shots. Uh, I know I, blo- I saw him block two shots in one play. So this one block seems super suspicious. But uh, he did have trouble staying on the court. There were a lot of fouls in this game for the Boston Celtics. Another notable deep round guy would be Terry Rozier. Nine points, three steals, two assists. I, I'm not interested in him in a standard league. Aaron Baines, I'm not interested in a standard league either. Moving on to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, LeBron James, just doing LeBron James things, 29, 16, and 9. Uh, he's going to have a good year. If you picked him up on the turn, which I think a lot of people did, you're you're going to enjoy your season. Uh, he's made all his free throws. You know, that's that's rare. Uh, don't get your hopes up with that. But um, LeBron James came to play, and he knows he's going to have to carry this team. What I was more interested about in uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers was their rotation. How is Derrick Rose going to – how often was Derrick Rose going to play? How many minutes is he going to play? How many minutes is Wade going to play? Um, same with Jay Crowder. How are they going to fit into the rotation? And they looked rusty. The Cavs looked like a team that had practiced with each other for two weeks, which is essentially you know, how, how many weeks ago was it Dwayne Wade got on this team and then entered the starting lineup? J.R. Smith was not happy about that, and he should not be happy about that. And J.R. Smith only played 22 minutes tonight, and he shot for seven times in those 22 minutes because he's J.R. Smith. But, yeah, J.R. Smith, not happy about it, and I, I don't think J.R. Smith could be a standardly relevant player. So, you know, a lot of people probably picked him up on name recognition. Maybe they picked him, uh, drafted him before Dwayne Wade dropped on the team. I am not keeping J.R. Smith in a standard league. Uh, he's not standardly relevant. He's often not standard league relevant during the season when Dwayne Wade's not taking his minutes. But now that Dwayne Wade's there, Dwayne Wade played 29 minutes, had a very um, mediocre game. He was kind of, I, I really didn't even see him out there on, on the court. One of the players I did see that out on the court was old Derek Rose, one of my favorite players of all time, even um, though, because uh, the injuries and everything else, but he brought me so much joy uh, being a Chicago Bulls fan that I will never um, always be appreciated of what Derrick Rose did for me for at least three years. And um, he had a pretty Derrick Rose night, 14 points on five of 14 shooting. He did hit a a very key three at the buzzer. I swear Derrick Rose hits more buzzer beater threes than he does catch and shoot middle of the play wide open threes. So thank you for that, Derrick Rose. Only two assists and four rebounds. Kind of what we uh, and me and Tyler have been talking about. Derrick Rose is going to be on this team. He's going to start. So he's worth, probably owning in a, in a standard league or a bigger standard league. But the main facilitator on this team is always going to be LeBron James. And Derrick Rose is not a spot-up shooter. Derrick Rose needs the ball in his hands to perform. And um, he only had two assists tonight. Do not expect a lot of assists from Derrick Rose. Some nights will be better than others, obviously. But um, LeBron James is still the guy um, facilitating this offense. Kevin Love got off to a slow start, only shot the ball nine times, but ended up with 15 points, 
in 11 rebounds. And him playing center is going to help his rebounds a little, but he only uh, he was only one for four from uh, threes. He didn't shoot a lot of threes. He only shot four threes, obviously. And um, the Cavs were five for 22 from three-point land. So only shot 22%. Like I said, this game was weird. It was rusty um, just because it's the beginning of the season, but also just a lot of players shook from that Gordon Hayward injury. Nothing to worry about with Kevin Love. He only played 20 minutes. Nothing to worry about. I'm not worried about it. Tristan Thompson came in and played 20 minutes. Uh, I, I am going to watch that develop. If Kevin Love is coming out, and Tristan Thomas, Thompson is coming in, and Jay Crowder is sticking around, playing at the four, that could be interesting for Kevin Love's value. That could actually decrease his value. I'm chalking that up to the fact that the Boston Celtics were going small a ton, and Jay Crowder just made a little bit more sense with this matchup. Crowder played 35 minutes, shot three for 10. Pretty bad, but had two steals, two assists, and five rebounds. I like what I saw that uh, Jay Crowder is going to play close to 30 minutes. He played 35 tonight, but he's looks like he's going to be a very important part of this rotation. It's only one game. It's a small sample size, so do not get your hopes up. But I would say Jay Crowder is, uh, if he's in your standard league, if people were avoiding him because they thought he was coming off the bench, I'm I'm pretty sure you can go and pick up Jay Crowder right now. I, I wouldn't mind having him on the end of the bench, but just to see what he can do. If you're in a roto league, de- I'd definitely go pick up Jay Crowder if he's just sitting around on your waiver wire. I think that's it for this game. Like I said, um, Godspeed to Gordon Hayward. Let's move on to the Golden State Warriors versus the Houston Rockets. A uh, extensive, long ceremony for the Golden State Warriors getting the ring, hanging their new banner. And uh, props, shout out to Ron Adams, former Bulls coach. Everything's been downhill since you left, Ron. We need you back. Uh, Love to see you be the head coach. And um, he got his ring. I was very excited uh, about that. He got, I think this is his second ring with the Warriors. So um, nothing to uh, get too excited about, but, you know, respect props to Ron Adams. Speaking of the Bulls, a little quick Chicago Bulls break. It wouldn't be a Watching the Boxes podcast without it. Breaking news out of Bulls practice, uh, Bobby Portis and Nico Miritich got in a fist fight, a legitimate fist fight, because apparently Bobby Portis connected, knocked uh, Nico to the ground, broke, uh, I think, he, I believe he broke his jaw. And it looks like Nico Miritich is now going to be out for at least three to four weeks. Um, let me let me make sure of that. But Bobby Portis is also um, going to be suspended because that is messed up. And uh, that makes me respect Bobby Portis almost 0%. I didn't uh, – I, I had kind of high uh, higher hopes for him last season. This season I didn't have too high a hopes for Bobby Portis because um, I, I just didn't really see a lot of develop out of, uh, development out of him. But, um, yeah, fractured. Nico's face uh, sounded like he maybe knocked him out, sent to the hospital. Nico was in the emergency room. Looks like he's going to be out for, I don't know, till mid-December is the estimated return right now. I think it might be a little bit earlier than that. But if you remember, when Derek Rose broke his um, cheekbone, he was very timid. He had to wear that mask, and he didn't take a lot of contact. And I think this is going to really hurt Nico Miritich moving forward. Uh, his value just across the board. Not only is he going to be missing, you know, 15, 20 games perhaps, 
but I think it, it hurts his value moving forward because he's going to be a, a lot more timid. Obviously, the chemistry in Chicago is is bunk. So uh, there goes that. I wouldn't mind seeing Bobby Portis get sent down to the the G League, get him off the team, and have uh, when by the, when Nico comes back and or maybe uh, suspend Bobby Portis for a little while. I, I mean, you know, screw Bobby Portis. That's a messed up thing to do. I don't even care what happened. It's just good to show you this team is is dysfunctional. The front office is dysfunctional. They have no idea what they're doing. And Fred Hoiberg has no control of his players, and he is one of the shittiest coaches in the league. So that is my diatribe on the Chicago Bulls. Um, Fantasy-wise, since that's probably all you're interested in, uh, with Nico Miritich being out, and probably a, a lot of uh, people took him later in drafts as a, as a flyer because when Nico plays 30 minutes a game, he is a very good fantasy player. And the fact that Bobby Portis is probably going to uh, miss some time being suspended because he is such a punk. I'm looking at Laurie Marketing. Um, uh, Laurie Marketing, he basically is, is the last guy standing in this altercation. This is altercation. He was probably in the back being like, oh, guys, don't do it. Uh, it's not very, uh, fin- I don't think it's a Finnish accent, but I, I don't think I do that. But uh, Laurie Markkinen becomes interesting to me. I, I don't think I'm ready to go run out and pick him up in a uh, standard league. But in a deeper league, I would definitely have him on my team because I think he's going to play extended minutes now at the four, uh, possibly the five. And um, they're going to have to do something there. Another possibility is that someone like Holiday slides up to the four, and we see a little bit more of him. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the Chicago Bulls, but there is now a bunch of minutes to uh, give away in Chicago. And my my favorite pickup there would be Lori Marketed. I'm definitely watching him in standard leagues just in case he ends up being kind of like a three point threat. Kind of like a better Ryan Anderson, which would be nice. And Ryan Anderson had a lot of standard league relevancy in his heyday. Um, it is no longer Ryan Anderson's heyday, but Laurie Marketing is young enough to have a heyday. So let's see. Let's go. Like I said, let's try to go back over to the other game uh, for tonight. And guess who's joining me for that other game from tonight? You're right. It's my co-host, Tyler Watts. Tyler, what's up? You made it. Yeah, finally, right? Better late than never. On opening night, you know, you, you were just too busy. You were too engrossed with with NBA Twitter. and You just wanted to watch the games. Dude, NBA Twitter is just – it's one of the greatest but most time-consuming things out there, isn't it? I had, some great, um, I had some great NBA tweets tonight. I'm just letting everybody know. Follow me at Watch the Boxes. I was killing it tonight. You were up in your tweet game? Yeah. My NBA tweet game is – is in mid-season form right now. My NBA tweet game is not good. I'm not going to lie to you. It is not, it's not strong. You're going to have to step it up. I was killing some beat writers. I was, <laughs> uh, I was killing the bulls. Mostly there was some guy trying to send people to his Patreon to get more information on Nikola Miritich, but he misspelled Nik- Nikola. Like, it's like, what, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> so, so I'll admit that I missed that, and then you're a little bit close to that situation than I am. So I'd like to hear what what exactly happened. So uh, Portis yeah, just went yeah, crazy yeah. and punched him. You you missed my rant about it. I've already I've already breached that subject, and uh, yeah, like that's the that's basically the take is um, it was they never liked each other, and apparently it was a long time coming. And 
Portis basically, I mean, I'm fairly sure if you punch someone, so like the rumor is, is that he punched them once and went down. That means they weren't fighting. That means you came up and punched them. Like that, you don't punch somebody once and they go down. You don't get that good of connection if you're actually fighting someone. So, I mean, I think Porter should be off the team. I just really should. And there's actually a, a recently just on Twitter, there's a, apparently a loophole. If you do something violent, you can be terminated. So w- without pay. So. so was this like, bitch, you're going to take my minutes. I'm just going to knock you out so you can't take them. I, I have no idea. All, all <laughs> I know is I, I'm out on the bulls. I'm out on them. I hope they're the worst team ever. I hope they're worse than the Bobcats were that one year. I hope they win zero games. I hope it's a, a disgrace beyond belief. I just hope that the Warriors like go there and sit like Steph Curry and Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson, and then they still win by like seventy-five. Well, I mean that's not terribly far from how they started the season tonight. Um, tonight, Golden State Warriors versus the Houston Rockets. Um, this was also a weird game because you you had Chris Paul and James Harden kind of feeling each other out. Um, I'm predicting uh, panic mode. I've already done my spiel about don't panic. It's the first game of the season. It's the first week of the season. Do not do anything crazy for like two weeks. What you need to do is exploit people panicking. And I know for a fact someone who owns Chris Paul is going to look down and go four points, two for nine. I got to get rid of this guy. Oh, no, this isn't going to work out. And that's not what happened in in this game at all. Well, and if you're if you're a fantasy, if you understand the game right, eight rebounds, eleven assists, two steals, and a block, like sign me up. Even with four points and a bad field goal percentage and no free throws and no three pointers, like that's still some significant, significant numbers there. Yeah, I'm taking my eleven assists and the eight rebounds. That's great. I, um, that's why I got Chris Paul, not for his scoring, but for his assists, and he gave me a ton of assists. And James Harden also had ten assists. So this this coexistence was a little dicey at times. It was a little strange. Um, Chris Paul wanted to kind of walk the ball up or reset the offense sometimes, and and the rest of the team would just run and gun, which is exactly what the Rockets are. And they're not on the same page right now, and I think Chris Paul is going to have a slow start to the season simply because they're just not on the same page. And Chris Paul is pretty notorious for being not easy to work with. So we'll see how that situation plays out. Well, I'm we, not worried. I'm not worried about Chris Paul overall, though, at all. We knew from the beginning it's going to be a transition for somebody here, right? Because they want to run and gun, and Chris Paul wants to be Chris Paul, and that's not necessarily run and gun. That's run some good sets and make some fancy plays with the ball. And he's, I mean, maybe the best passing point guard in the league. So, I mean, I think we we knew there was going to be some growing pains here. It's important to remember it's just the first game, and I think Chris Paul is eventually going to be Chris Paul. We just need to give him a little time to get there. Yeah, definitely. And I, I, another guy that's going to be panicked on is Clint Capella. He only played 18 minutes, but uh, he still was 6 for 10, 12 points. He only had four rebounds, one block, one steal. Uh, people okay. are going to panic on that. They're at 18 minutes. Oh, no. But you got to think about who they're playing. Take it back to last year, right? The the Anybody playing Golden State, the center, was the worst matchup in the league. Um, they're especially big centers. They're just really good at eliminating you by playing that kind of floor spacing lineup and keeping you off the court and not really giving you anything, right? If you can't guard anyone on the other end, it's hard to keep someone out there. Uh, if you look at the plus minus, Clint Capella minus 23 
and his time on the court. They just couldn't keep him out there. It wasn't that he was fouling. He just, there was no way to keep him out there because they were getting schooled with him on the court. Yeah, and that's just what the Warriors do. That's their MO. That's why they are one of the best teams um, ever. Buy low, but do it quick because they play Sacramento tomorrow and Clint Capella could just destroy them. Yeah, Clint Capella could have 20 rebounds in that game uh, and 20 alley-oops, and it will be uh, amazing. Uh, that's going to be a really uh, interesting game. If the Rockets didn't end up winning this game on a uh, – KD didn't get his shot off on time, but uh, it's kind of a botched play. And the whole the whole last – the second half was very, very strange. Um, I, I do want to stick on the Rockets, though. I was really impressed with Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon looked good. Now, you're going to look at his line and go, well, he was 0 for 6 from three-point. That's not good. And you're right, that isn't good. He had two blocks, one steal, one assist, one rebound. That's that's not that great in fantasy. He did have 24 points. But overall, it looked like he was going to be a significant part of this this team, of this rotation. And to me, that interests me. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think that anybody thought he wouldn't be. Um, I think he was – just going to be that kind of running gun type guy. Now he shot a little better than he's going to shoot some games, but yeah, I mean, I think he's going to be a good points threes guy. I mean, he just no peripheral stats. So, I mean, you got to get him for what he's worth. Yeah. He's not going to be some sort of fantasy. So where he's blocking two shots a game or anything like that, but uh, he was taking it to the rim a lot. He, he looked, I don't know. He looked quicker. He looked stronger. He looked like uh, the Eric Gordon that people used to remember way back in the day when he, I think he was, what he was on the Clippers. I mean, he looked like old school Eric Gordon, and it was a weird. It was weird to see because I thought that was that was gone. Yeah, no. The other worry is the injuries, right? I mean, a career high in the last what five years of sixty four games. Last year, seventy five. You know, he kind of beat that last year. But I mean, if you look before that, forty five, sixty one, sixty four, forty two, and then nine. It's like, does he stay healthy again? I mean, that's kind of the big worry for me. Yeah, and you know I'm willing to take that chance in a in a deeper league, but in a standard league, simply because he doesn't um, provide me assists, rebounds, and, and consistent steals, I'm I'm only using him to stream three pointers. Or if I'm in a bigger league, he's one of my three point resources, so I'll have him at the on my bench and I'll I'll put him in. Well, in a standard league, the thing that the thing that keeps him on my team probably is three point three threes. If I'm a team weak in threes. I mean, that right there is a huge – that's a Clay Thompson three-point level. So um, I think it definitely makes him worth owning in a standard league for me. But it's not the kind of guy I like to own just because there's just nothing there in the steals and blocks, and there's nothing there really in the rebounds or assists. Is there anything else uh, with the Houston Rockets here? Uh, Ariza played 38 minutes. Ryan Asher played 33 minutes. Uh, they both shot okay. They did very typical things. Uh, Ryan Anderson had eight rebounds in a block, 30 so, points. I mean, there's a, there, these guys are going to play at a high pace. Assuming, be good assuming Capella gets, I don't know, 28 to 30 minutes, who takes the cop of the 10 to 12 minutes here? Is it you going with a little bit of everybody? Is it Ryan Anderson solely? Is it? My guess is going to be a rotation simply uh, based on their matchup. So like, like tonight, Clint Capella took the hit. Um, in, in different situations, uh, P.J. Tucker, uh, who looked pretty good as well, who played in crunch time, and uh, guess who didn't play in crunch time? Chris Paul. Chris Paul did not play down the stretch. That was yeah, very interesting. Was it the knee or was it uh, 
the planet. Uh, I think it was a little bit of both. I, I think it was the knee. He was uh, visibly limping. It was very obvious. And um, I yeah, what if Tucker was was hot? And so was Eric Gordon. They were both playing really well. They both had twenty. Uh, Eric Gordon had twenty four points, and PJ Tucker had twenty points with four three pointers made. I could easily see Tucker sliding in there for Ryan Anderson late in games. Um, I just think that Ryan Anderson is what he is, but the defense is going to hurt them, um, especially in certain matchups. So I could see Tucker getting some minutes down the stretch. Um, I, I feel like this team is what it is. I mean, they only played eight guys. So, I mean, you got to feel like everyone's going to get decent minutes and everyone's going to be pretty good for three-pointers, and the fast pace helps them. I mean, they get a lot of rebounds, a lot of assists. Would you pick up P.J. Tucker in a standard league? Yeah, I mean, P.J. Tucker is what he is, right? He's going to be threes, rebounds, and steals. So if that's what you need, and, I mean, he's probably more of a stream guy for me, but, I mean, it wouldn't be the worst if you needed those three categories. He probably wouldn't be the worst to be the last guy you kind of hold on your roster. Yeah. I'm um, I'm interested if he fits something that I need. If uh, if anything, he's now a, a, a primary one of my primary streaming targets based on uh, on those those stats. Uh, going over to the Warriors, uh, the only news we really have here is Draymond Green did leave the game after the third quarter. Um, he did seem to be visibly limping as well, and that was after he had uh, accumulated 13 assists, 11 rebounds, and very close, only one point away, uh, nine points, uh, one point away from a triple-double. No word out of Golden State, whether how serious that is, but he did not return for the fourth quarter, and this game was close. So that does not bode well, but he did walk off on his own power. So who knows how long that will linger. Yeah, and then I'll play until what, Thursday? Um, You know, he's got a couple days to kind of rest up here, and we'll see. It didn't look super serious, but you never know about knee injuries. Um, they don't even play on Thursday. They play on Friday against the Pelicans. Yeah, so they got plenty of time to rest. That's pretty nice. Uh, the I guess the other interesting things on here would be mostly for deeper leagues since everyone who is standard league relevant should already be owned in your leagues, and they all looked very good. You know, um, Kevin Durant uh, – had a quiet twenty-seven and five with four blocks. Um, that's that's always nice to see. Steph Curry came on late. Clay Thompson did Clay Thompson things, but the rotation for me was uh, what was interesting was how early Jordan Bell has entered this rotation, and how it seems like some of the starters do enjoy playing with him, especially Kevin Durant. Well- well, I mean, we talked about this at the draft, right? The dude is a crazy athlete, kind of a crazy steals, blocks, defensive specialist guy. And I think all the guys are going to like play with someone like that, right? Because he doesn't want the ball on eight, right? Just play some crazy good defense. So, I mean, who wouldn't want to play with a guy like that? Yeah, he fits their build. He fits their mold. And, um, you know, there's definitely no team that needs a, a four right now who isn't in the hospital or getting kicked out of the league uh, who – would rather have $3.5 million instead of someone who's athletic and talented and, and, and fits a nice, fun run-and-gun system. So uh, the rotation here got a little messed up, too, because Iguodala was out with that back injury, right? And, yep. and then doesn't... Draymond Green leaving in the fourth quarter. Uh, you had Looney running some minutes. Omir Caspi actually left with a sprained ankle very uh, or earlier in the game. 
the standout is going everyone that everyone's going to be talking about is Nick Young. Nick Young came in and I think he dropped like 17 points immediately in six for seven from three point, and everyone was losing their mind over Swaggy P. Uh, let's let's not be hasty out there. If you're in a standard league, uh, you're not. Don't it, pick up Nick Young. It won't be the last one though, and this is kind of the thing, right? Is you're not going to be able to predict it. He's going to get like twenty to twenty five minutes a game probably, and he's going to be open. So there are going to be nights where he does do six or seven from the three point line again. It's not going to be very often. He's probably going to end up averaging at the end of the season like ten points a game, but there are going to be nights where he fills it up. Yeah, definitely. And tonight was that night. And it's going to be weird nights. It's going to be the night that they're blowing some other team out. And they are basically just throwing their loony and Omer Casby out there. And just they don't care. They're just screwing around. It felt like Kerr was just kind of, you know, testing them to see if um, whether or not they could handle the adversity of you know playing with some of the younger guys and in, in a in a high, um, I guess publicity game like you know very kind of important game. This could be the Western Conference Finals. Um, it felt like the Rockets didn't play very well, yet they were always within striking distance, and then they struck, and uh, a couple of really costly turnovers cost uh, the Warriors the game. So, I. Uh, I don't see anything that I, I like Nick Young. I guess if he's in your deeper league, I would pick him up immediately because he is going to play a little bit more, I think, than people thought. And obviously, Swaggy P can get hot. Well, yeah, and I mean, Javale's going to get in here some. So, like this rotation just kind of got a little, a little weird, a little wonky tonight. Um, I don't think you see Looney very often. I don't really know how much Omar Caspi plays. Um, the other guys, though, I think they're going to play some at least, and you know. Nick Young got hot tonight, but there are going to be nights where he's not shooting well and he gets 18 or 15 minutes. In. But the crazy thing about Young, too, is he's just going to be threes and, and whatever points he gives you. Like, maybe he'll get you a rebound, and that's it. <laughs> he got two rebounds tonight. Nothing else. Yeah. I mean, he's just going to be a bulk scorer. He's just going to shoot threes. I mean, that's what Swaggy P does. He's, he shoots. And uh, on that team, that's exactly what they want him to do so it fits perfectly because chances are if you're playing on the Warriors I mean if I was playing on the Warriors I would be wide open now no one would close out on me because I would miss the the, miss the shot every time but Swaggy P like he's just gonna be open oh yeah I mean they're because they're always gonna have two three four guys who are better better offensive threats than him, right? I mean, like, he's never going to be anywhere near the top unless they have some significant, significant injuries. Yeah, I'm 100% uh, with you on that. So, you know, I think that's it for this evening. Tomorrow, though, is real NBA opening night. Tonight's like the, you know, the the parade, like the Rose Bowl parade, you know, and then the next day is the Rose Bowl. You know, that, that's the last time I watched college football was uh, 10 years ago when I watched the Rose Bowl. So... Okay. Tomorrow, everybody, and it's going to be great. One question. Game, one game, can only take one, you're looking forward to most in tomorrow's slate. Oh, man, that, that's um, that's too tough of a question, I feel. that's um, there, There's going to be so many good games. I guess I'm most interested, I guess, in seeing – 
I want to see Philly play. Philly and Washington will be interesting because I think we'll be able to see how good Philly actually is because Washington's actually a good team. And if Washington comes and just mops them up, like ah, then it may, maybe it's not going to be that exciting for uh, for Philly. I am interested in you want you want to guess my game. I'm interested in. Or you you want me to just say uh, my, my guess would have been Philly, but um, I am interested in that game. But since you took it, I, I'll give my backup. Okay. Who is it? It it is Minnesota against San Antonio. Ooh. That and is just, a good matchup. I am just interested to see how this new look T Wolves team looks against the always great Spurs. I'm interested to see how good Mr. Rudy Gay looks and how many minutes he can handle coming back off that Achilles injury. Um, everybody on Minnesota, I'm interested in. I think Dang is primarily only going to play backup center, which could really crush his minutes. I'm interested to see that rotation. I'm just really, really interested in that game. 9:30 on ESPN tomorrow. I agree. Um, Jimmy Butler, I'm always enjoying Jimmy Butler since I have disowned the Bulls. I will be watching the Bulls West. Dude, I say, is that so, going to be your team now, Minnesota? Yeah, it's, just, it's Bulls West. Chicago? Yeah. <laughs> like, why not? And yeah, I get a room for Kevin. Like, you know, why not? That's not that far from where you are. Just adopt them. Yeah, that's a quick flight. Very quick flight. Um, there's actually quite a few good games tomorrow. I know Boston played tonight, and – uh, they're still going to be, I think, reeling from Gordon Hayward, but they play Giannis. You got uh, the whether or not Aaron Gordon is actually going to play the four against the Heat. I, I, I like the idea of that. And then I actually think the best game tomorrow is going to be Utah Nuggets. That's going to be a good one. Um, Utah's not going to be super exciting to watch, but the Nuggets aren't. CJ McCollum suspended, so it could be the Dame Dame crushes the Suns with the no defense. Dame could that could be a league pass alert. Just that Dame could put up like sixty five points against the Suns. That'll be fun. That'd be a fun opening night. Um, yeah, I mean this is great. It's the NBA. The NBA is here, Tyler. It's here, dude. And it's it's a great slate, man. Even like the worst games, right? I mean, you got Charlotte against Detroit. There's some interesting things. I'm in not that. gonna watch. No, I'm not gonna watch that game. Brooklyn and Indiana. <laughs> Don't though. care about that one. I mean that that's going to be a kind of a run and gun shootout, I think, because Brooklyn I'm, can't play any defense. I'm interested like, in both of those teams at, at, from a fantasy perspective because I just want to see, you know, w- what they're doing, what the rotation is, and and just really how good these guys are going to play. So yeah, so I mean, pick your game. I think everyone is going to have some intriguing storylines. It's it's here. It's finally here. We've been talking about it for months. I am more than excited. Basketball's here. Congratulations, everyone. You made it. And um, we are going to be here for basically uh, for a majority of the season. So uh, feel free to tweet at either one of us. Tell us what you want to hear on this show, uh, what kind of content, what kind of content you like, what you don't. Um, We're going to be doing buy lows and sell highs and waiver wires and all sorts of different things. And mostly just breaking down some the box scores and, and telling you what you need to know for your, for your team moving forward. The first two weeks, are usually the most important time. So, uh, Tyler, where can people tweet at you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Watsy4444. That's right. And you can find me at Watch the Boxes. Please, if you enjoy the show, rate us, review us. It takes, like, less than a minute. It's incredibly quick. And the review could be great or terrible, five stars, or my mom made me listen to this. Whatever you, whatever you want to write. It doesn't matter. Write anything you want. 
I, no. I prefer I prefer Tyler's awesome Mike stinks five stars. Yeah, that, and that is fine. I don't even care about that. Just rate us, review us, because that is the number one way you can help us be seen by more people and help us keep this podcast going. So we really appreciate everybody who's been listening during the off season, all the new listeners. We've, we've seen a bunch of new listeners out there. So welcome to the show. If you have feedback, we respond uh, basically directly. And uh, if there's things you want to hear, we will put them in the show. So thanks for joining us, everybody. And we will see you tomorrow for real NBA opening night.